There's a legend round here. A killer buried, but not dead. A curse on Crystal Lake. A death curse. Jason Borey's curse. They say he died as a boy, but he keeps coming back. You have seen him and lived. Some have even tried to stop him. No one can. People forget. He's down there, waiting. It's official. The new the new magazine, Phantasmagoria, issue. What's the issue number? Twelve. It's issue number twenty one. Oh, that was close. Oh, oh <laughs> well, you just got the numbers the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, so it's issue number twenty one of the regular series, but then there's a special edition series as well. So yeah, the new issue um, number twenty one is on sale now hey, from Amazon and across the world. There you go, and. You know, I, 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 I let you know, I sent you a message that the, the cover of this one's fucking awesome. Yes. And it reminds me of, and I couldn't remember, but um, it reminds me of Vic from Megadeth. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't he? The mascot I, for Megadeth? Yes, I know what you mean. Yes. Uh, I, I, sort of, I, I, sort of, I sort of remember it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But it has that whole sort of 80s Megadeth, you know, heavy metal sort of vibe going on. Yeah, like, you, yeah. yeah, you know, but uh, definitely it's got a Vic, a Vic vibe. Yeah. And that cover was created by the artist Roberto Sigat, or Sigatti it might be pronounced, but um, it was also um, created, he's been experimenting with AI apps, so it was basically artificial intelligence apps. Alright, pretty cool. So there you go. It looks so real, like a mummy pilot. Yeah. Like a mummy, like a, it looks like a yeah. mummified pilot from the 40s or something yeah that's it yeah very steampunk but not a but not overly steampunk yeah yeah it reminds me of this movie that came out a couple of years years ago called hardware i remember yeah. it was fucking brilliant yeah um, science fiction film yeah, yeah richard stanley directed it yes that's right yeah mm-hmm. all right so we took a little break and we got you a little prey a good solid film but we have to jump back and <laughs> <laughs> we have to jump back into the Friday Thirteenth. Now, listen, people. Before we continue, oh fuck! Before we continue, uh, as we get deeper into the franchise, <laughs> keep in mind I love my Friday Thirteenth films. I am a fanboy. I will stick up for them left and right. But that's one through four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting to the ridiculously absurd now at this point. Um, in fact, so bad that I'm going to put five on my wish list. I think five at least at this after watching these two, I'm going to say now that I believe five was a better, more competent film. Wasn't their fault with the MPA raped them. And at least it came off like a grind, like a, like a Friday 13th. It had that, you know, that, you mentioned it before, Trevor, with part four, yeah. and I agreed. I disagreed with you on it, and I still disagree with you on it, but I got your point. 
Part four, you said play too clear and crisp. And too glossy. You you wanted more of the grindhouse kind of feel like the other ones had. Yes. Got what you're saying, but Flight 13 four, 4 is fucking awesome. Still works. No, no, and I agreed with you as well, actually, but, with that, because it's still a good film. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, and, and one of the best in the series. Yeah, yeah. No, no we, we know that. And then part mm-hmm. five came out, and I wanted to like it. I like the fact they did something different. I'm okay with that. But at the end of the podcast, we're like, eh. But I'll tell you what, yeah. guys, all you fans who don't like part five, embrace it. Love it like it's your firstborn because we're coming up to some shit. <laughs> and uh, what I was saying about you were talking about how Friday the 4 is a little crisp for your liking. Here's, mm-hmm. I got what you were saying, but for this one, I would agree with. So what's happened now, and I've looked at it, when it comes to these new Friday 13ths, it almost feels like it's filmed digitally. And what I mean by that, now, now back then it wasn't filmed digitally. We know that. But it plays like that's like you're watching a soap opera. I think on the streaming sites, they're um, they're uploading the HD versions that have obviously they've cleaned up the disc. So, uh, but back then they certainly whenever you're when I was watching them on VHS, um, and there's fucking lines constantly going through the screen and stuff, and you know, and you know, as VHS was, they certainly weren't crisp and clear. Well, I mean, they were well, they were still very well, much watchable. My point is. They changed the format. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I can't. I mean, I know 60 millimeter, 13 millimeter, and 70. Yeah. Millimeter. I, I know the different film uh, that they use, but this one comes up crisp and clear, and so does eight. And so we'll we'll get into it as the mm-hmm. 80s end of the 80s approached, and that takes away from the film right there. It's too. Mm-hmm. It's too clean. Too slick. Um, it's like watching, like I said, a soap opera. Well, when I say when I say too slick, uh, in some ways, in, in the sort of aesthetic appearance of it, it's a bit too slick. But it's far from slick in other departments. Yeah, <laughs> so well, they are well, seven and eight. Yeah, I know. It's, slick isn't a positive thing um, mm-hmm. in this ta- in this case, and mm-hmm. because it plays like a soap opera, it is a soap opera. Because, ladies I, and gentlemen, we're about to talk. Right, thirteenth part seven, a new <laughs> beginning. I'm not content with that. We're also going to be talking about parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're spoiling you. <laughs> I'm going to stick up for this mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. This was directed by visual effects artist John Carl Beekler. I always mm-hmm. thought that's not a bad way to go. Always have an effect. I always thought. I think Tom Savini didn't do it because he knew this was going to be shit. But I, I always thought Tom Savini would have done a good Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, given the chance. Yeah, he did the Night of the Living Dead remake, which was all right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember owning it on video, actually. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But we got John Carl Beekler, God rest his soul, just just passed away of cancer. But he mm-hmm. was a Charles Band kid. So he was an FX mm-hmm. guy. We talked about him with Reaminator and all those films. So we knew what he was doing. Um, yeah. The effects, what we got of him, <laughs> are good in this. Uh, but the problem with this one, this is the most raped MPAA film. And yeah, they massacred it. They destroyed it. And every kill it shows, it's all quick cuts. Mm-hmm. This film and actually could, you know, has yeah. no kills. It's yeah, just... Certainly not on screen, really. Yeah, It's horrific. And the sad thing is, Beekler had horrible time with the producer on the set. 
who didn't want anything to do with horror films. She vetoed everything he wanted to do. Frank Mercuso fucking scoured away. Didn't do anything to help him. Never liked Frank Mercuso Jr. I don't think he did any any benefits for this franchise. But everyone seems to praise him. You had just uh, all the lost footage. You know how we get director's cuts now? And the world destroyed. It was all destroyed, yeah, wasn't it? destroyed by Paramount. They just got rid of it. Um, it's just... This guy had a bum luck. So this, my review, I'm going to be honest, not because the Majuma just passed, but I think he got a bum rap, so I'm giving him a pass on this film. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think he, um, from what I've read of it anyway, it sounds like he was treated very unfairly, and, you know, it shows in the film because, and I think he's actually disowned the film and that, you know, because it's obviously not his true vision that he wanted to show, you know. I know we're talking about Friday the 13th and it's not exactly going to be highbrow, you know, sort of art anyway, but that's okay, it's not meant to be. But still, it sounds like he was shafted. You know, you're right, that, and he, it was funny. <laughs> During the interview process, when they were trying to get a director for this, they wanted John Carl Beekler because of his Charles Band background. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, uh, why do you want to, uh, you want to direct to Friday the 13th? And he asked, why? Because why do we want any more of these? <laughs> he actually said that and that's what got him the job, because yeah. they liked the fact that maybe he could make he could turn it into something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, we're not going to get that. And uh, I'll just jump into it. Well, all right, we got Tina, or I like to call Carrie, <laughs> Nick, John, the dad, Mrs. Shepherd. That's all, Mister and Mrs. Shepherd. Uh, yes. Dr. Cruz, the evil Cruz. He's a bastard. Robin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, we'll get into that one. Robin, Maddie, Melissa, Ben, Sandra, Russell, Billy, Ed, David, Robin, and Kate. And I just lost count. You know what's funny? When you're watching a Friday 13th film, the body cams get more and more. Where mm-hmm. the last ones were quieter. And you know what? We always like more body count. We want more body oh, count. Oh, yeah, they have to help it. But what's the, what's the fucking point? At least with the last, at least with the last, the first four, you got mm-hmm. a minimal body count, but they're pretty decent kills and they're memorable. Yeah, these are just yeah. copy. This is just quick cuts, cut away. Don't show anything. PG thirteen crap. So the body count. It's very mean, generic. The body count means shit. Yeah, it's very very generic. Um, you know, slicer fur in general, not even Friday the Thirteenth slicer fur. It's just a um, with a random psychic girl um, in there as well. I mean, this was supposed. This takes place ten years after <laughs> Part mm-hmm. Six, so I have yeah, the timelines all over the place. I have no idea what timeline we're in. Um, I did mention mm-hmm. it was funny. I mentioned Halloween. Halloween. Whoa, blast me! My apologies to Halloween fans. <laughs> Friday Thirteenth in Part Three. I mentioned you had the you know the bad gang, the really really hokey mm-hmm. Disneyland. Oh, they were awful. Yeah. But I said, we need kind of an adversary. And yeah, we have Tommy mm-hmm. Jarvis, but that kind of didn't go up. It didn't hold it up. Runs course. Yeah. But we needed another villain. I will mm-hmm. say, at least it gave us a fucking douchebag of a villain. I like Terry Kaiser from Weekend of Bernie's. And I do like Ter- I do like Dr. Cruz and the prick he is in this film. He's the best character in it. Yeah. And he's, yeah. And he's the most, apart from Jason, he's the most memorable character in it. Uh, and I would say as well, um, the guy who plays him—sorry, I forget his name—but Terry Kaiser is, yes, yeah, he's the best actor in it. 
as well. Oh yeah, there's no acting in this. This is this is probably <laughs> yeah. the worst acting. Well, yeah. well, well, he's the, he's the best in it. Yeah, he's the best in it. We won't bother to judge anyone else. Again, Friday Thirteenth, we always give that a pass, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have that. Yeah, the one villain of the group, and I said we always yeah. should have that an outsider that's that you really want to see get it. We never got that until now. Well, he was he was almost like a Doctor Frankenstein character in that um, instead of like you know wanting to experiment you know with you know physical bodies, it was to do with like mental health and he would want you know this girl's psychic abilities, you know. Well, we we talked about gaslight a bit on this podcast. And oh yes, he's trying to gaslight her. He's mm-hmm. trying to get her paranoia up and cause her to to do move matchboxes. Yeah, or TVs. because that horrible <laughs> that horrible opening sequence where she kills her dad. It's straight out of Garth Marenghi's Dark Places stuff, where she's you know moving stuff with her mind. I don't stuff, know what yeah, that is, but it's a spoof horror show. Oh. Check it out; it is funny as fuck. It is brilliant. Yeah, this this is definitely a comedy. But I mean, you got the little girl and it's, Daddy. I hate you. You beat mommy, and, and he he dies, which I don't get. Yeah. Why didn't they get the body? <laughs> well, you, well, you'll find out later on. Oh my know. god. Yeah. Yeah, and like possibly the most ridiculous scene ever. Yeah, yeah. which again wasn't uh, uh, Beekler's fault. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, the Barbara uh, Barbara Sachs was the name of the yeah. producer. Let's get her name out there now because she's the one who's pretty much railroaded this. Yeah, but listen, guys, at least even five. Yeah, and by the way, it was Reggie Reggie the Reckless. Right, Reggie the Reckless. We kept right, saying yes. something else, but I, I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, but it's Reggie the Reckless. Yeah. You had characters you remember. Even mm-hmm. five, Christ, even six. But this, I don't remember anyone. And it's just like your body count of nothing. The Doctor and Jason are, are, the, are the characters I remember the most. Even the psychic girl. Um, the reason I really remember her is, or she sort of stood out is because as a child, you know, like the young version of her who kills her dad psychically on a bridge in this like unintentionally comedic scene. She reminded me just, you know, uh, looks wise of Heather O'Rourke um, from Poltergeist. Yeah, but that came up before. They, they actually stated that. I watched that and they said that yes. wasn't deliberate. That was just a coincidence. Right. Um, yeah. What works for it, the film? Let's say, I do like, <laughs> I'm really stretching it. I do like you know how we talked about the montages we always got from one through four. And Crazy Ralph comes back. Yeah, we have Crazy Ralph played by Walt uh, Walt uh, Gormit, Gormit I think I believe Gormit. Yes. Who um, he narrates this one, and if you notice the montage, which is fine, it only focuses on six. And yeah. and his narration, meaning mostly on six. Yeah, mostly on six. Pretty much all six, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think they show anything else. I think there's the odd bit of previous ones, maybe two and stuff. But they're pretty much um, ignoring is what they're doing. They're ignoring one through four and even five. So even they know this is a different film and, and I don't know. Even they're, even the producers are like, we've, we've ruined this franchise. Let's the, the Friday the 13th series could be split into two for me. The um, Basically one, two, four. And I mean, you even said this yourself. And then from, well, maybe one to five, to be fair. And then from six um, onwards, it, whenever Jason becomes a supernatural zombie um, a, and a superhero, 
an indestructible superhero. Um, it uh, um, it then turn it, it's a, it's almost like a different series. It's a completely different tone, and it's almost like a, a self parody. Well, like when when she gets upset at Doctor Cruz, mm-hmm. um, and she runs out in a huff. That's mm-hmm. Tina, and yes. she's she gets all angry. And she starts ruffling the feathers of the water. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and Jason comes back because of her mm-hmm. power. And yeah. then we're introduced to the most popular Jason, which is Kane Hodder, who's played Jason the most. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, I I, I said this beginning because I like the Friday 13s, one through five. I'll take them, put them away. I'm happy. But I'm telling you right now, Kane Hodder is the worst Jason there ever is. And I, Do you think so? Oh, God, I don't get it. First of all, I think he's the best presence. No, he's not. He's fatter. Physically. He's fatter. Physically. No, but that's, that's not what. So what's he doing down there underwater being dead for 10 years? Is he working out? Is he eating well, he... biscuits? Because <laughs> he comes <laughs> out, he's this menacing huge giant, and it doesn't work. Jason is a slender guy. Who lives in the fucking forest eating wheat Look, and We're bark. talking about Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th series. There has to be a certain suspension of disbelief. No, like, no, this is off, too much. Like too much. And the ma- and the fucking makeup and everything. I mean, I like the... the I like the bo- I like the spang. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't get... Kane Hooda's <laughs> physique does not fit this character. It's probably because he's not human anymore, so I don't give a shit. And it, mm-hmm. But... I don't get the, the all the love for Kane Hodder. I like Kane Hodder a lot. I like him as a stuntman. I saw the prison. Um, yeah. I know about his massive burn injury. God love him. He's, he's a talented stuntman. He's a good guy. Yes. But I'm sorry. I would take anybody, anybody, Booker, any of the guys mm-hmm. who have played um, Jason over this in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Graham, any of them. I just again, and, and I, I I've mentioned this before in this ret- retrospective. I think my opinion of certain aspects of this of the Friday the Thirteenth series is affected by my nostalgia, because I I would have watched the later films in the series, um, whenever I was like you know like um whenever the first were released in video, whenever it was like you know maybe eleven, twelve, thirteen or whatever. And and that's such and uh, don't I don't want to sound a bit cheesy, but that was such a memorable point in my life overall. So I think sometimes I am. I mean, I I do like six that were reviewed on the last retrospective on it. Uh, but I, again, uh, I think I I my opinion on them is a little tainted by nostalgia, and that that goes with the Kane Hodder thing as well. I think. I think a lot of people who were introduced to it later in life uh, mm-hmm. will be would agree with you. Um, yes. But again, this is a different Friday Thirteenth. It's a dead Jason yes. now. The Jason I like is the one who can can't take a hit and he bleeds and, yeah. he, and he screams. As an adult, as an adult, I, I prefer the um, the human Jason. You know, yeah, um, it's more believable. Obviously, I guess. Let's just get this out of the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have never. Of all, well, we're getting to fucking part eight, but <laughs> this cast, I hated everyone in it. I yep. thought everyone, I mean, from the snobby blonde and Maddie, her friend Robin was quite a bitch to her. You need to touch up. You need to be touch up before you go to work. And just, they were so, mm-hmm. they hated each other. 
What about the nerdy girl? That's Maddie. Ma- yes. Uh, and yeah. I mean, um, you get she was pretty earthy. Yeah, when she got t- touched up, like Robin told her to do. But it was mm-hmm. just even um, uh, Ben and Katie, Kate. They were mm-hmm. hated each other. It was nobody liked each other, and it is mm-hmm. complete opposite to what we got. Even with five and down the road, it's they were so much. Yeah, yeah, they had some kind of. Nah, in five, I think that I think the, the cast of sort of disposable teens in five were worse. But like, no, I completely the, disagree. You still had they're both pretty shit. Yeah, you but know what I mean, no, this is three hundred times worse. Yeah, yeah, there you've got characters you can you can kind of remember whether the ones fucking in the forest or Junior screaming "Mama." But I, but I, but but I can quote that kind of stuff, and I can remember Junior and (laughs) Ethel the mom. I can remember that stuff. I don't give one rat. This is horror. Now it could be down to I thought about this. Was it because the FX were cut and this guy was this guy's film and vision was destroyed by the MPAA and the producer, or I thought about it. No. Because this is this is the way they were written. Their deaths have nothing to do mm-hmm. with how bad these characters are. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh, they, they are bad. I, oh I'm my god, Nick, the love interest. But... Oh my <laughs> god, this guy's. Yeah. I mean this this guy yeah. this I've seen more better acting in a stump. But aside aside from the the acting, which you're not going to get great acting in these types of films anyway, but the characters themselves were very forgettable. I just don't care. I mean, what am I going to talk about? Uh, now, the yeah. deaths, we like to go over some of the deaths, but, I mean, like I said, it was raped by the MPAA, and there's not much we can talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, ben, he was in the uh, making out with his girl Kate in the van, Yes, and he gets it, but but what mm-hmm. Jason does is squish his head. Pretty cool, actually, but I saw, they showed a quick clip of what they cut. They mm-hmm. turned his head into like a jelly mole, and they just crushed it. That was thrown out by the MPAA. <laughs> that would have been such a better death than what we got here. And it would have been a lot of yes, fun. Yes, the party favor when he sticks Kate in the eye with it and he had the... But the, there's yeah. a lot more blood in that scene. They cut that. You had when the bitch got mm-hmm. it with the axe in the head. That would have been a good death. But yes. that was cut. Yep. Everything was quick cuts. I can't tell... I mean, who cares? And then you had yep. the... The best death... The best death was when Mr. Shepard and Terry Crew and Dr. Cruz are running through the forest... And they're looking around to find Tina because he's upset. Mm-hmm. And then Jason shows up, and Cruz throws Mrs. Shepard in front of in front of him, <laughs> so she take the hit. That was the best mm-hmm. death, and it wasn't by Jason. And it wasn't even great. It wasn't even very good. I know. You know what but I mean? The execute why it happened was decent. Yeah, I thought it would have been cooler if Jason had killed the both of them. Um, together, you know, with like the same sort of whatever that was, some sort of fishing hook or some, um, or some sort of big spear type thing, fishing spear. I thought it would have been cool if he had. It. I was, I was sort of wanting them to kill the two of them together with the same spear at the same time. And what's wrong? You know, like run it through the both of them. Well, what's wrong with Jason? Take you know, using the elements he has, whether it's a mm-hmm. fucking tree branch. What the fuck mm-hmm. is he getting this goddamn garden tool from? This. This yeah. weed whacker thing, whatever the fuck that thing was. Where did he get that? And yeah. where did he learn how to operate it? And where did he get it from? Yes. Just give him a fucking machete. Yes. You know what I mean? He works best. But yeah. Machete, axe, basic grounded tools. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought the same thing whenever he's like operating this machinery and stuff. You know, because basically Jason 
Um, you know, he's basically a child, basically, you know, mentally and stuff. And, and you know, so how did he, you know, how did he know how to operate this stuff? But it's Friday the 13th. But so well, you keep like, saying, but it's, it's, it. but, but it's Friday the 13th. And that's, I, I'm going to tell you, I'll call you on that one. It's not. Go Friday the 13th ended with part four. Part five, I'll give a subtle pass because we're watching this shit now. Well, in the image, Freddy the 13th. But Friday 13th, in general, is not like this. Unfortunately, yeah. you said you grew up with this version, and it's unfortunate. I grew up with it. I grew up more with the, the right. Basically, what it was no. with me, um, I seen I seen the Murder of Order. Basically, I watched these later sequels, like six and eight and stuff, first. And it wasn't until later, as a kid, as like a 12-year-old or whatever, um, whenever they were released in video, but then as a sort of young adult, I then went back and like revisited the originals and stuff. So I watched them out of sync. Um, um, so basically, that's why I think these later ones I have a certain sort of tinge of nostalgia for yeah, them, as, but, as awful as it can be. But yeah, and that's the problem, and and mm-hmm. and that's maybe the mentality of a lot of people are because a lot of people like this shit. And can I just say as well, see, see, see this one that we're discussing now, seven, I think. I don't think I've I'd seen this before um, until I watched it for, for the podcast. I think this was maybe one or two of the, the entire series that I hadn't seen before, uh, before doing the podcast. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. I may have. I don't know. But it's just, that's how unmemorable it is. And even, I watched it two nights ago. And, you know, it's just, there's no real standout moments. Yeah, this is the Friday third. Apart, apart from... Apart from the ones that are that are stand out because they're unintentionally comedic, you know, funny for all their own reasons. Yeah, the sleeping bag death was good. Give him that one. Oh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, when the your adversary Doctor Cruz is the, gives you kind of the best death. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. let's talk about Tina and the <laughs> Carrie element we got here, and yes. the fight scene with her with him. And it actually has some nice stuff. I like the the mask popping off and his, you know, when yeah. she did that. And I like he gets electrocuted in the puddle. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. good. I like he falls. Mm-hmm. He, he tries to hang him, um, and he's starting to mm-hmm. get fucking pissed at her. You can see it. Uh, that was all right, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah still stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did, I did like when his mask came off. Um, yes, but apparently, I was going to say as well, apparently the Carrie thing was, apparently this film was originally supposed to be Freddy versus Jason, and then negotiations fell through, So, but the studio really wanted some Jason up against someone, so they had basically Jason versus Stephen King character, a.k.a. Carrie, and that's yeah. what this, this character, you know, the psychic girl, was born out of. Yeah. But, I, I have yeah. a question. So at the end, where she's tweaking... And mm-hmm. Jason gets it's the worst scene. The father comes back from the dead, oh, jumps terrible. up, and there's no makeup. Yeah. The guy looks like he just showered the other day. Yeah. And and also, why is he wearing the same clothes? Well, why is why is he not aged? Why is he not like fucking like you know really decomposed and shit? There's so many. They had it. There. They actually filmed it, but the producer mm-hmm. Barbara axed it. Yes, and they wouldn't give any more budget. Uh-huh. So it's her fault. It's her fault. Then, yes. Basically. Yeah. So he because that didn't make any he's sense. He's human. He takes him down and brings Jason down, and he's back in his watery grave. Here's what I don't fucking get. You're at Camp Crystal Lake. We are at Crystal Lake this time. Yes. And 
by this point, the Crystal Lake police should be fucking masters at finding dead bodies. Yeah, not only how, that, though, wait, why like, do- How do they not, well, initially <laughs> find the dad's dead body and Jason's, yeah. how do they yeah. not find these two dead bodies at all? Why isn't why isn't Camp Crystal Lake completely closed off to the public? Um, it, it's obviously highly dangerous. Why do these young teens still go back to Well, it? it's reopened you in know? the next one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's, it's got its name back again, remember? It changed in six. Oh, yeah, what happened? That's right. They, they reverted, even though there'd been war murders, they reverted back to Camp Crystal Lake. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk about tempting fate. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What crap. Uh, yeah. It sucks. And I, like I said, I have nothing but respect for the director. And it's he went yes. through this. It's not the and, director's and fault. It's, it's unfortunate. Like I said, um, mm. the body count means nothing if there's no, you know, good gore. It was the film was massacred by the well the producers but also the censors yeah, I, I, as yeah, well yeah. more than Jason himself could have done. Well, I blame the producer and I blame Frank Bacuso Jr. And mm-hmm. so this is what we got. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it either way. I like my more ground. Yeah, I like my more like... grounded Jason. Jason should be a mm-hmm. human being. It's period. That's mm-hmm. it. I agree. Well, he's certainly much more effective as a human being. It's scarier when he's human. This yes. is just laughable. Yes. Um, yeah. And again, that's when Kate Parler took over, and like I said, gotta love him, but nah, not working for me. But it's parody world. It yeah. made uh, about eighteen million on a two point eight million budget, so it made money. Yeah. So we were going to get another one, and I just want to give a massive shout out to Rob Hedden, mm-hmm. um, and tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> because he wrote and directed this piece of shit, you talentless, talentless ass clown. And I am throwing Frank Mercutio Jr. under the bus, you fucking prick. And then at the end, you said, oh, I decided I'm going to walk away from it. You're damn right. <laughs> right. Um, okay, and, I, and I'm and i being honest here, and oh, um, I'm going to play devil's avocado a little here. Uh, I have to say, as crap as this is, and I fully admit it's crap. That I have a certain again, it goes back to the nostalgia thing, but also the, there's a certain sort of so bad it's good charm about it. I feel I also feel the first half in the boat um, is absolutely dreadful and, and it's fucking it's tedious and it, it's a real chore to get through. But I think it really does improve in the second half when they get to New no, York. Now I'm not saying no, it, this oh isn't Citizen Kane or you know this isn't Citizen Kane. This is still shit, but. It definitely improves in the second half. How how can you say that? It's not even in New York. I know that there, but it's meant it's supposed to be. But I think it's. I mean, it, 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 so bad it's good. Like the stuff with the boxer's head getting yeah, punched okay. off. Yeah, um, okay. I was laughing. Yeah, I thought that we'd get through this one quick. Now you're just gonna make me yell at you. Um, <laughs> I'm not defending it. I'm not. I promise you. So not. this one we got: Eva, Julius Wayne, JJ Miles, Sean, Tamara, mm-hmm. Colleen, Charles, Jim, Renee, Susie, and. Jason. Uh, again, mm-hmm. Kane Hodder's back. Don't really give a shit. And let's start with the... You know what? It, I'm going to compliment it. Right, right. Yep. After all that, after that yep. month. <laughs> I'm going to compliment it. You know the opening sequence when the Paramount logo comes <laughs> Yes. The Paramount logo? Yeah. There's a cool little Jason, 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 Jason. 
I, but it's not the. I, I was listening carefully to that. It's not the. Um, they've tweaked it. Yes, it's not it's, kill kill ma ma. It's because they. I'm assuming for copyright. No, no, no. Paramount. Um, with no, because Manfredini did the the scores of all the previous films. He doesn't do the score for this one. Oh no, they would own the rights. I can't see that being a problem. Don't know about that. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So there you go. You're welcome. I like the Jason, Jason, Jason. When the stars go around the Paramount logo. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. That's before the film now starts. Now the film's <laughs> on. And Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned it in the in the last one with uh, uh, New Beginning. But the score in that one, the opening credits were actually pretty cool. It was a thumping sound. Remember mm-hmm. that? It was like doo 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 and all, yeah. That's all it was. It was actually kind of cool. Well, that was Manfredini. Again, he, but he was, yeah. he was buddied up with the guy who does this one now. I miss the groovy opening to disco theme from of three. Do. <laughs> so we open up with this really bad '80s hair band montage of New York, and I'm no offense. Mm-hmm. If I was New York, I'd tell them to fucking cut this film ASAP. All you <laughs> saw was drug dealing, shithole alleyways, mm-hmm. uh, toxic waste. There was even fucking yeah, toxic what the fuck waste. Is that? Toxic waste, <laughs> needle junkies. And you yeah. had Ro- people getting robbed, mugged. You yeah. had this during this fucking music band. Uh, this yeah. it was. I actually know this. It's called Dark Side of Night. Dark Side of right. Night by a band called Metropolis. Right. It was this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I'm like, this is a Friday Thirteenth film. It's purity. Like, and here's the best part. Mm-hmm. All these kids are going on a cruise ship, which is on the lake, by the way. I don't know how the fuck that's possible. And Crystal Lake and now, end up on the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. And Crystal Lake is fucking huge now. It's pretty much... Mm-hmm. It's from Crystal Lake High. The graduates mm-hmm. are going from Crystal Lake to New York in a few hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also all logic through the window here in many ways. Um, and what about those two in the opening scene that whenever, you know, they, they throw the anchor and the resurrect Jason? Oh, dear God. Um, they were pretty fucking annoying. Like, oh, my God. You know? Yeah. And she gets stabbed with the spear. Especially him. Oh, man. But he's telling the yeah. backstory of Jason. It was so fucking stupid. Oh, and then he wakes up. Yeah, because of the uh, the power cable, whatever, is underneath the water there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. And it was obviously a plot convenience to get Jason's mask back. And since when as well. is Jason. Oh, I love how his the guy's hockey mask looks just like Jason's hockey mask. Yeah, yeah, it's the exact yeah. same basically. So, since when is so you got this scene where the the you know the high schoolers are going onto the boat? And by the way, when I say yep. high schoolers, seventeen years old is with graduation age. These guys are like fifty. They're middle aged. <laughs> but they're near older than the teachers. You know, they are strict fucking uncle teacher. Oh dude. yeah, Charles. Who's actually quite yeah good again? It, you know, he's like Doctor Cruz of this one, so I'll, I'll yes. give him a pass. So yes. you got, and so as they're boarding this boat, you can see Jason captain. He's a captain now. He's a sea captain, and you see his yes. boat coming into port. Do you see yeah. that? It was like awesome. It was like oh, there's Captain Jason. Yeah, the other boat. Yeah. that the, the original yeah. two were yes. on. Yeah. The SS yeah. Minnow. Yeah. Whatever he's got there, and he. Yeah, but they, it was like a luxury yacht or yeah, something. And yeah, and he's obviously driving it to port. That's what he was doing. And then he... Because Jason can steer a boat yeah, now. Yeah. And he gets mm-hmm. on board, obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah. I What's the point of talking about the deaths again? Um, MPAA, I'm not going to blame them. 
imagine the fact if I was yeah. the MPAA, I would have said, do what you want. Actually, can you put more blood? Because this doesn't make any sense. There was a couple of okay deaths. I mean, oh, don't, um, don't please. I like I like the one in the sauna. Oh yes, the, uh, the sauna one body. was all right. Sauna. Tamara, the Tamara, and the shower death might have been all right, but it was edited mm-hmm. uh, when she gets all sheared and shit. I, I, I of course, like I, I do, I always piss myself laughing at the fucking uh, boxer getting his head punched off by uh, Jason. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's just so stupid, <laughs> but like <clears throat> funny and just so over the top. Um, yeah, it, it's. It's, it's it's the stuff on the boat. I'm not about all that. The special effects are bad in this as well. I have to say, especially with the young Jason. Oh, don't. We'll get to that. Let's hold that off. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you out here, Trevor. Here we go. Go ahead. Yep. This has got to be your favorite film. No, it <laughs> has to be. You can't back out on this one now. And why is that? Because we did a little film called 2000. <laughs> hold on. We did. We did a little film called 2000. Okay. Go ahead. Putting this in the same sentences. I can't believe it. You're comparing 2001. 2001 with Space Odyssey. Both have a little baby. Uh so 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. I said, yes. "Well, I made the wrong word. I said sellout. It's not. It's a cop out. Is what I meant to say. Uh-huh. It's a cop out when a film gives you more questions than answers, because this uh-huh. means that the that means the producers and the writers don't know what they're fucking doing. They just uh-huh. oh, let them. In fact, Rob Hayden said when Jason. I know what you're going to ask. I don't know what you're going to say. When Jason goes... I have an answer for you. When Jason jumps off the boat, or gets off the boat, and he's got to get to New York to follow them, Uh they ask the director, how the fuck did he get there? He says, oh, Mm -hmm. just suspend your uh, disbelief. We'll let the viewer choose. And right there with those words, when I heard that from the fucking director's mouth, I said, (laughs) this is Trevor's favorite film. (laughs) Right. The the, The difference is, and it's a big difference, is Kubrick knew what he was fucking doing and it was all intentional. This is as if it was made by fucking no, primary school no. children. Kubrick this did is, not know is, what he was doing. Kubrick, yes, he Kubrick told a story that had no did. story. And he says no, he's no. so they, no, I'm sorry. Here you go. You it's are like Rob Hedens, context. You're Rob Hedens. <laughs> Maybe he directed a Doctor Who. Maybe that will turn you on. But this is <laughs> your favorite film. <laughs> Look uh, uh I know you're taking the piss, but yeah, completely different context altogether. Kubrick knew what he was doing. This is it was deep philosophical stuff. Really? This, Explain it again. Th- this is is the polar opposite of deep philosophical Excuse me. stuff. Are you trying to tell me that seeing Jason Boy coming back from the water in the sewage that never happens in, in, in New York in the sewer system, and they're they're unleashing the toxic waste, and you see older Jason seeing younger Jason as a mongoloid boy? That's not powerful stuff. No, it was completely laughable. <laughs> so they keep having these flashbacks of Jason, and yet Jason's drowning, yes. but he's a regular boy. Jason was never a regular yes. boy. Sadly, he was deformed. No, no, no. This is yes because later on he's in deformed. Yeah, so which like, is it? At sometimes he, sometimes he's a regular boy, and sometimes he's deformed. It's inconsistent. Yeah, completely. Well, more questions than answers. Your favorite movie. And, <laughs> and tell me, we'll, we'll hear answer me this. Um, what do you think is a better film? Jason Takes Manhattan or 2001 A Space Odyssey? Ooh, that's a trick one. <laughs> that's a trick one. I do like the score in 2001. <laughs> but this Fuck has off. the cool bad Metropolis. So I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. What do you call the song? The Dark of the Night or Dark something? Dark Side or? of the Night. 
right? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I I don't know. Oh, you here's a bit. So, JJ... You can't even put the two in the same sentence. J, J, <laughs> Although you have. JJ's the rock guitarist, right? And mm-hmm. so she, oh, she goes down to the... I don't know how... Awful. It, she's clearly not playing. Yeah, well, no, it's not even that. She's got her jukebox. Mm. She, she hits play, so she's playing the guitar yeah. and the back the <laughs> background music. It's a jukebox, right? Which is fine. Yeah. But where's the amp for the guitar? Yeah, it, it's complete nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And she's supposed to be some sort of Joan Jet type rock chick and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's nonsensical. Oh my god, this is it's a complete cheat. It, it this is the sort of film that gives horror the horror genre and horror films a bad name. Because it really is treating the audience like absolute idiots. In many ways. I just... You know I, mean? I, I... I... But it's kind of... For a, for a so bad it's good, I sort of do enjoy, especially the second half in what's supposed to be New York. But uh, the first half is a serious chore to get through on that boat. It's just... It's just point... It's fucking awful. I mean, when they finally... Again, uh, this is the second Friday. We're not really talking about the deaths because there isn't any, besides the sauna mm-hmm. one, I guess, and the Julius one yeah, for tongue and cheek. Co- but yeah, I mean, this is this is a f- when he gets off when he when he makes it to New York. First of all, why is Jason chasing these guys? Jason doesn't do that. He just go yeah. off, get back on shore, and start killing anything that moves. He kills. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Jason kills randomly, and um, they also missed a major trick when he's in the subway on the and you know the train in the subway where he, they could have had like in Predator Two or something like that. They could have had a complete massacre um, of Jason like killing everybody on the subway train, but they completely missed the trick there, and it's just dull and pointless. Well, they There's some, they were going to do something yeah. where he goes to uh, mm-hmm. Broadway. And he goes yes. to a Broadway play. What well, does a killing. fucking song and dance number? No, he starts killing everybody. Yeah. But New York said mm-hmm. you can't do that. They won't let uh, let us. Do well, that would have been. Fun. I know, but New York said nothing. Said no to everything. <laughs> the MPAA was New York. I mean, well, then they like, should have fu- fucking like just percent um, fucking created a set that that was a stand-in for Broadway and just did it themselves. Well, that, Create freedom and all that sort of no, thing. That sounds like serious type of stuffy censorship. Well, you, you remember the uh, the movie? Uh, there's a Porsche that came out with this. And you know it's mm-hmm. the I love New York, but yeah. there's a machete coming through it. And you see Jason's face. That had yeah. to be pulled after after a week. Uh, that's yeah. New York, the New York uh, tourist board said you have to remove it, so they had no choice. Ah, that's uh, that's like fucking North Korea sort of fucking shit. Um, you know, um, censorship. I mean, I thought it was bad over here in the eighties. You know, with things like that. You know, and these hyster- this sort of hysteria. Um, but yeah, that's that's just stupid. Well, New York at the time uh, was going through a revamp. Got to keep in mind, re- New York was a shithole for years, and it was mm-hmm. the eighties. Um, well, it's definitely shithole in this film. Well, <laughs> like, the like, there's scene? no more. There's no more alleyways in New York. Right? Yep, is that right? They got rid of all that, so they didn't. They were cleaning it up, so they didn't want this image. But at the end of the day, if they're not making gangs in New York, they're making fucking Friday Thirteenth. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. You know, people aren't going to see it as a fucking tourist, fucking bored, fucking promotional video. It's a, it's a fucking tongue-in-cheek Friday the 13th slicer film, and a bad one at that. Uh, if anything, it's like a bit of extra promotion for them, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, but when he's in New York, to- oh, Canada, like the scene yeah. where he gets out and he sees the hockey mask... I yeah. Was like, oh yeah. Fuck. The jokes fall flat. Yeah. Even the even the bit where you know the the, the badasses the, the punks 
um, he basically kicks their fucking stereo. Oh, over, the one, the one scene filmed in New York. <laughs> yeah, he says, "Oh, were you gonna fucking pay for that?" And he just like lifts his mask off, and they run off. Even that falls flat. Oh, it's, you know it's what so I mean? Bad. And then yeah. the toxic. With it, where's their toxic wastes in the middle of New York where they yeah. where he dumps Charles in? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and see another thing. I was wanting Charles to be fucking like you know, um, fucking a meal in RoboCop. You know what I mean? Again, they missed the trick. That could have been such a, an even cooler death in that he's like this mutated a from fucking RoboCop, but he just drowns him. In How it. the fuck is he finding these people in New York? How's does he yeah. have a GPS on it's them a or city. something? <laughs> does he have a compass? <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah. It it is it, it just it's logically a mess and, and pretty much every other department. I've seen that piece of shit. The flashback. Why? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? What the fuck? Uh, Susie Rennie. Rennie. Why Rennie is afraid of the water? Turns out the fucking Charles, her uncle, throwing her, <laughs> throwing her in the deep end of the lake. He was such a bastard. And, he was trying to teach her. He was trying to teach her to and swim. Jason by just, like, her or something. And camp. Yeah. After he said, "Oh, Jason will be there to pull you oh, down," God. and you know. Lo and behold, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was such a dick. Like, but um, how is that possible? But, because Jason wouldn't have been a boy then. Jason would yeah, have been a grown well, man. Well, then later on, he fucking magic happens. Like, um, and and he, whenever they kill him, um, he, he's now a wee, He changes. Also, he magically changes his clothes. Um, and he's a wee boy. Okay, again. explain to me. A, so when they, because this happens all the time in New York, when they release the toxic waste in the sewers, is that true? No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I did. I genuinely didn't think so, but I was just double checking. Me? <laughs> so, so I don't get why is Jason now a baby. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's like he's finally. A, I think what they were trying to say, but it's done terribly. Is he's like at peace. Oh, he's finally at peace. He's returned to his human self, and you know, whenever he was Jason, you know, who originally died. You know, that sort of thing. But it doesn't make any sense. He also change, magically changes his clothes. And um, he's not also a deformed boy anymore. It doesn't appear. And um, it's just, it makes no sense. It's it's, it's, it's nonsense. Oh, <laughs> so, God. Uh, yeah, it is, it, it is pretty bad, yep. to say the least. Uh, what is this, $5 million to make, $15 million at the box office? Par- Nine was on its way then? Yeah, Paramount dropped it after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank mm-hmm. McCusher Jr. quit, thank God. Uh, yeah, and then new, back then in '93, New yeah. Line takes over, and this is where we'll get to it. Uh, yeah. With Jason goes to hell, and Jason X will be next. On, Jason goes to space. Oh, uh, that's Jason X. Uh, well, suppose they took him to New York, and then they took him to hell. There was, you know, the only place left to take him to, you know, that was bigger and badder was space. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I, we're almost tune into the next podcast, folks. We're, we're getting. We're almost done. <laughs> we're going to hell and space. We're almost done. <laughs> Three yeah. more left. <laughs> no, wait, four. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, well, Freddy versus yeah. Jason after that, and also which, the remake. Which both the remake and Freddy versus Jason are pleasant surprises. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to those. Uh, but mm-hmm. I remember liking Jason Goes to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, so, that'd be interesting revisiting that one. It's yeah. better. I can't these, really these remember two, much about it. These two we just did, even Jason X, these two mm-hmm. are the worst. Mm-hmm. So, that's where we are. Uh, um. Yeah. Sort of doing this retrospective. Before I would have said just next, but doing this retrospective, I would tend to agree with you. Although five, five would be up there as well. I think. No, five is so much more competent than these. 
No, five's a piece. Uh, five, it's just, five had some good ideas and good concepts, but I think it was, and also it was badly executed. But um, and it, it did no Jason. Jason wasn't a killer. Um, but yes, yeah, these two um, would be, you know, seven and eight would be, yeah, would probably be the worst. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. We're getting to the tail end here of the Friday Thirteenth retrospective, and then we will, you know, maybe do another one i don't know we'll, we'll play it by ear but listen guys in all fairness and i say this a lot in the podcast our uh instagram followers and all of our feedback and all of our downloads have skyrocketed i mean when i say skyrocket not you know five hundred thousand viewers but people <laughs> who've listened to us since day one it's every day it's picking up we're up 35 yeah. percent we're up 70 percent from last year uh, so whatever's working, you know, it's we're just we're just gonna keep plugging away because it seems to be wor- very much appreciated, guys. We love you more than Jason Voorhees loves killing teenagers. Well, yeah, <laughs> the ones you can see on screen at least. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not really teenagers; they're like middle-aged men and women. But no, this guys, thanks a lot. And the newest from Phantasmagoria is out now. You can get it available on Amazon yes. around the world and locally at Forbidden Planet. Yep. Uh, we'll be back soon to come with Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. And then we're going to do a Mick Guerra special to mm-hmm. coincide with the release of Phantasmagoria. We will yep. dig more into that as it gets closer to that review. Thank you so much for listening. Don't be mad at us, you you fanboys of these later films on the Friday 13th franchise Trust me, I am a fan of the Friday 13th, but that's why I hate the ones we just did. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Have a good one, and we'll chat soon.